hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to episode number 72 of the 5 for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. No guests today. I'm happy to say that the podcast is back though after my big move to North Carolina. So I figured today we'd kind of do a ECHL kind of year in review episode and discuss because obviously being up here in North Carolina and obviously you can tell with the Everblades jersey, I'm no longer at the Everblades games, right? So I figured it'd be kind of fun to do a year in review and kind of my experience as a season ticket holder for the Everblades and kind of go over my thoughts on the ECHL and um, kind of how it was, it was kind of almost like a resurgence for my love of going to hockey games, if, if that makes sense to people. Um, but before we get into the episode, of course, I got to mention that the Five for Fighting podcast is a proud member of Six Pack Coverage. Six Pack Coverage is a media group based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm proud to be a member of uh, you know their team, and they cover many things. Uh, if you want to listen to podcasts, they've got podcasts for a bunch of different sports, football, basketball, baseball, they even have wrestling podcasts, so you can go check those out. Um, obviously, I'm part of the hockey department, if you will, uh, but they also cover fitness, food, travel, uh, collegiate happenings, so uh, lots of great stuff. I encourage you to go check out the website. Actually, that's where this podcast will be posted is on their YouTube channel. Um, at least the video format, obviously the audio format will be out here in Apple, Spotify, Google Play, whatever the case is. But I encourage you to go check out the YouTube channel. So if you're watching, go click six pack coverage and check out some other stuff. If you're interested, um, they got a lot of great stuff going on. So I encourage you to check out six pack coverage. And of course, I got to mention the other uh, enforcer-ish uh, tough guy podcast is the Darren, or the Darren, <laughs> Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. Um, he actually just had his 200th episode, so congratulations to Darren. Uh, you know, I remember listening to his show back when it was on YouTube, which is crazy. And I was telling him that the other day. You know, um, actually, funny, found out about it when I was up here in North Carolina. That was way back when I was still in the military, and I was actually driving to pick up my wife for the first time at the airport. Um, Wow, it makes me feel really old now that I'm really just thinking about it now. Holy shit. Um, but you had it on YouTube. It was before it was even on any, you know, Spotify, iTunes, anything like that. It was always on uh, YouTube. You had, I think, three or four episodes out. And out of nowhere, they just got wiped out. So I don't know exactly what happened with it. But, um, yeah, he, he had his original episodes up on YouTube and it got shut down and then ended up coming out with a podcast on, uh, I think it was iTunes is where I heard it first. Um, but... 
he ended up coming out with that and he's been going at it ever since. Well, he had one little hiccup where his website got shut down and everything got hacked and he was done. But the boys out at the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, you know, resurrected it and got a hold of Darren and he's back now and he did his From the Vault. So all of his previous episodes that he had done in years past were up on the uh, the new Fourth Line Voice that was a partner with uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. And he just had his 200th episode and he had on a bunch of different people, a bunch of different like, you know, hockey fans, I think maybe even a couple players, I think. Um, excuse me. I just got done listening to uh, not even like the first maybe 30 minutes of one. I got a big drive tomorrow out to uh, Greensboro. So that will be kind of when I do the the really big listen to the podcast and kind of get really get into it. But. So congratulations to Darren. He's had some great guests on in terms of tough guys and enforcers, uh, you know, Steve McIntyre, John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, Clark Wilm, Mike McWilliam, Josh Mazur. The list goes on, and he's provided me with hours of entertainment. Normally, I give I give Darren shit here at the beginning, but uh, you know, congratulations to 200 episodes, man. Uh, I'm still working on getting to 100 here. So uh, the trials and tribulations as I've moved, like I think three times while doing this podcast, it's nuts. Now that I think about it, um, so that'll hold me back. And then I, I actually stopped doing the podcast for quite a few months, but. Um, seriously, man, congratulations to 200 episodes and hoping to hear, like you said, maybe 200 more. We'll see how long you can do it because <laughs> believe me, you know, if folks see, don't see everything behind the scenes with podcasting, but, uh, it is tri- the trials and tribulations sometimes like right now, such a dry spell for guests. Although I will say once the ECHL season is over and the playoffs are over, I do have a couple irons in the fire. So hopefully I can get some good ECHL hockey guests on. Um, and tough guys in that aspect. So hopefully that's where, uh, you know, I can make that happen. I got one hopefully coming on about two weeks because uh, the team he was on was not in the playoffs, um, unfortunately. But I do plan on having him on. And the other one is, of course, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Uh, Joe's in the same boat as me, you know, very busy. So he is, uh, you know, he hasn't come out with an episode in a minute, but he has got a great back catalog uh, for ECHL folks tuning into this. You can listen to like, a, he's got like a five-part saga with Trevor Gillies. Um, I believe he had Ross Olson on as well, um, another tough dude up with Worcester. And um, you know, he's, he's had some great guests on. If they've been in the Islanders system, whether it's the the Islanders, the AHL team with the um, the Sound Tigers. Well, now it's not even the Sound. I forget what the hell it is. Is it the, the Bridgeport Islanders now? I think they changed the name, but it was the Sound Tigers um, or with Worcester, whoever the ECHL or IHL affiliate was back in the day. Um, Joe has had him on, so I encourage you to go check that out. Also focuses on the tough guys and everything like that. So uh, great guest on over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. That is Joe Lazito, everyone. But, um, yeah, so there's the quick the quick shout-outs out of the way. I know I take up five minutes of your time doing that, but uh, those guys seriously always help the podcast grow and support the podcast. And, um, you know, they've really helped me. There's a, there's a, There's a lot of times where – I might have a guy on and I say, well, I think this or a guy reaches out to me and I said, well, hey, you should probably go on Darren's show because he'll know more about that. Darren's so much more knowledgeable. Well, both of them are more knowledgeable than I'll ever be um, in terms of tough guys and enforcers because I've, you know, I'm late to the game here being 26 years old, but uh, that's no slight to them. We'll, yeah, we'll say it. They're fucking old. But uh, <laughs> no, they, they, you know, they've been around the block way a lot longer than I have. And that's no disrespect, of course. Um, but, you know, they're far more knowledgeable than I'll ever be in this in this type of uh, in this type of topic and, and discussion. So, uh, like I said, great dudes. So I encourage you to go check out their podcast as well. Um, but I guess we'll get into it here. With the uh, the whole ECHL season in review, this is of course covering the uh, one sec here. Sorry, long day at work. <clears throat> um, 
this is the 2021 to 2022 season. And obviously, you can tell by the Everblades jersey, I am a Florida Everblades fan. I've watched them uh, all season. I got into them when my wife and I moved down to Fort Myers last year. Uh, you know, the Florida Everblades play in Estero, and they um, that's about, I don't know, where we were in Fort Myers. That was like 15 minutes down the road from us. So we got into the Florida Everblades. It was, <laughs> it was funny to see how cheap it is compared to the, like, the Lightning games. Um, but I've been a hockey fan my whole life. Uh, big minor league guy. I've always kind of gravitated toward the minors a lot more. It's just the hockey I grew up on actually out in the quad cities. So that's kind of the hockey I know. And uh, it was, it was a nice change in change in tune going to the Everblades games because up until then I'd gone to the lightning games. I mean, I barely even watch the NHL anymore. Um, It's just not, it's just not the same to me. It's, it's, I've always watched hockey. I've watched the NHL. I was a big Lightning fan for the longest time, and now I hardly even watch them. I don't. I don't even think I've watched maybe more than three or four games this year. I went to the outdoor game in Nashville, but that was really more so just to go to Nashville. The game was kind of an afterthought, um, and so we went around all the different bars and stuff. And I, I touched on that a while back, but um, so the, I, you know, I went down to Fort Myers and I realized that the Everblades were 15 minutes down the road from us. So I said, what the hell? We'll get some season tickets and, and see what happens. Um, I went in pretty blind. Uh, I think it was uh, John from the old hockey fight league that kind of told me about the ECHL and he's like, Oh, you got to watch. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. I'm sure. It's going to be fucking terrible, blah, blah, blah. And don't get me wrong. There's definitely some stuff we'll get into that. I, I, I think the league could do better of. And of course, this is just my opinion. You might be thinking, Alec, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I encourage you to tell. You know, I, I, I actually, I enjoy banter back and forth about disagreeing points of view, as long as it's like cordial. And you're not just motherfucking each other and being a complete dickhead, if that makes sense. Because um, I have had back and forth. It's actually more and more fun. And it's like, you know, you, you fucking you can learn, school you some knowledge, learn some stuff from each other on it. Um, but yeah, so I, I was kind of the, the ECHL was very slept on by me. And I think a lot of other people, actually. And it wasn't brought up to me until a, like halfway through the year. And they're like, you know, you really brought a lot of light to the ECHL. Like, I've, I haven't seen this much coverage of it. Because if you know by the name of the podcast, Five for Fighting Podcast, and you see the YouTube channel, you'll know that I upload. I'm the uploader of all the ECHL fights. That's me. Um, you know, I, I, I was told it might get shut down. But I think I think the big thing was I know last year they were running off of, or not last year. It might have been the year before. They were running off of Nebulon, I think was the name of the, like the broadcaster who showed all the games and everything like that, but now it's Flow Sports. And I think that was the big deal. A lot of people were getting their stuff shut down if they posted any fights, and I think it was because of that um, that Nebulon distributor or uh, you know media company, whatever you want to call it. I think that was the reason that everything was getting shut down. So I, you know, I was, I was like, whatever, we'll see what happens. I'll upload a couple fights because initially I was going to record every fight. I, and I did for the most part. I think there was only one or two that I wasn't able to get to um, actually at the game when uh, a fight broke out and I wasn't able to record it. Uh, I think one of, one of them was with Alexi and Masella. I think I wasn't able to record that because it happened b- way behind the play and I kind of wasn't expecting it. So, um, but I, I missed that one. But yeah, my goal was to record every fight and, you know, upload it to YouTube. And it was going to be for my personal, my personal camera, my phone, right? Everything you, you could do so much on the damn phones now. Um, but it was going to be from the phone. And once I got Flow Sports, I realized you can go back and watch the games. I'm like, well, fuck, let me go check the box scores. And I started watching all the fights. And then about two weeks into the season, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just start uploading fights 
and we'll see what happens. If the page gets taken down, it gets taken down. It wasn't like I, I, I didn't have a bunch of subscribers on YouTube at the time, and I still really don't. I, I, I It has helped the channel grow astronomically i will say that so that's been a lot of fun seeing people get in there and there's some you know some buffoons in the comment sections here and there but uh you know it's, it's all in good fun there's some i could tell are just you know they, they do it just to get a rouse out of me and uh you know get me riled up or whatever which i really don't honestly um i just think it's funny when people they'll just say that some something's been a complete one-sided shit kick in and it's like well if you look at the fight they're sure the guy threw more punches but i don't know how many of them actually landed um and that's a bunch of different stuff. Obviously, being an Everblades fan, I'm a huge Kyle Newber fan. There's, I, I don't try to hide that or anything. And I'm definitely fans of, but I'm fans of all these guys. If you ever watch the fight of Newber and Nico Blatchman at the uh, at Hertz Arena when I recorded that one on my phone, if you hear, which by the way, I don't know what it was. The Everblades loved to fight when I was like getting after it in the parking lot because there would be the tailgate days, and I would just pack the cooler full of bush and just get after it in the parking lot. And that was when they liked to fight. So of course I'm yelling like a drunk idiot in the background of the videos, but I was cheering on Nico. And I mean, you know, um, it wasn't like I was like, oh fuck you, Newber. No, it wasn't like that or anything. But it was just I appreciate the, the toughness, and it was cool to see Anthony Collins. I was taking pictures of. I got some pictures on my phones of like Anthony. Anthony Collins when he came to town with Norfolk and stuff like that. So I, I went into the the year kind of um, – I started doing research on guys. And like I said, I started uploading more. And uh, I think people have started to notice the channel a bit. And I've seen my videos post around hell the – the how the Travis Howe and Nico Blatchman pregame like you know stick fight I use that very very loosely obviously just jawing at each other because uh, you know how was uh how was pissing on the the South Carolina's lawn there in the pregame skate so uh, Nico took exception to it and I think it's great that's I love to see that shit I think that hockey needs more of that maybe not every game but I mean you know a couple times a year doesn't hurt look how much it blew up that blew up more than any other video on my channel besides maybe the Panetta and Subban, but of course that blew up for a whole another reason that we're not going to get into. I already covered that in an episode. If you want to hear about that, go listen to that episode. Um, but the, 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 the stuff, the, the fighting and the, the hits and the, the pregame shenanigans and stuff, all that stuff gets more clicks than anything. It's crazy. It's, it's funny. Like even with, um, Oh man, I think Nuber was going at it with the Thrower Brothers in pregame skate one time versus Atlanta, and I got that on video, and people seem to enjoy that stuff too. Um, so it was really it's cool to see what what's and what stuff blows up. So that's why I kind of laughed. The ECHL has a ten fight rule, um, and I actually just did a poll today on my Instagram because my Instagram I think has a lot of the ECHL follows on it compared to Twitter. Um, Twitter Twitter is very weird when it comes to how follows happen. Like I see a lot more ECHL stuff on my Instagram than I do Twitter. Um, but I know quite a few players actually follow the account and I post it on there and it's I'm not gonna name names, but you can definitely see who who you know the minority is and it's not the players who who don't like the ten fight rule. The players uh a lot of them don't like it, so uh, you, you can see maybe some of them want to in, or increase the, the fight rule to 20 because it's a long season. 72 games is a long season to have just 10 fights, I think. So, um, and some fans might like it. Some fans might not. And that's neither here nor there. You know, if you want to ever talk about it, I'm more than, I more than welcome to talk about it. Um, I, I've actually brought it up on a couple of the ECHL pages. I think the main one, well, I think the one didn't like me posting, uh, I think it was the ECHL fan page. I don't think they liked that I was posting my fight videos there. So everything needed to be, after that, I had to get like post approval and my shit would never get approved for whatever reason. It's the ECHL fan page. I'm trying to show the fans 
their player fighting and, you know, then get them going. You think it would make sense, but now it's just really the ECHL bash board, which can be an absolute fucking gong show too. And I'm, that's, this will be posted in here. I'm going to hopefully promote it in there. Maybe some, some people will listen from, from there, but who knows? Um, but I think it'll be a, it is a lot of fun in there. You know, you go back and forth with some folks and you can just see how many like homers there are. And it happens with all teams. I've seen it with the Everblades. I've seen it with, um, you know, solar bears, comets, walleye. Every team has fucking homers. It does not matter. It does not matter. Uh, and nobody's safe with that group. So it's, it's fun, but it could be a gong show, but it is fun. And, um, yeah, so this experience though has been great, and I want to actually thank uh, thank a few people who, when I first came to the Everblades, or excuse me, first came to Fort Myers and kind of signed up as a season ticket holder with the Everblades, that really really helped me. And I, I still talk to them even up here in North Carolina after I left. And uh, you know, probably the biggest one is Tommy Tommy Lafleur out there. Uh, you know, <laughs> legendary hockey last name, but. Um, no, Tommy's a great dude. He's been a season ticket holder for years and he, uh, really took me under his wing and kind of started showing me the ropes early on when I first got there and, you know, invited me over to his house. We watched it. We had a few watch parties, him and Paula, Paula, fan, his wife, uh, both great, fantastic people. Um, so I got to meet them. And like I said, Tommy signed me up for the fan club. It got me in touch with players. That's how I met Nico Blatchman for the first time was in the locker room. Uh, was it the locker room tour they did? I met Nico there. I got his number. And I I, I told Tommy uh, beforehand, and he was the one who kind of like really nudged me to get, get Nico's number because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to look like a fucking loser coming in here asking, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, can you come on my podcast? I feel like it just sounds fucking lame, right? Um, it sounds so fanboyish, but... I think at the end of the day, it is a lot of fun talking to these players. And that was another thing. I got to talk to plenty of players, uh, which I'll get into in a sec as well. But uh, Brian, Brian, I still message him too. We talk about the lineup and, you know, who's going to go. Oh, and Brian's always checking. Oh, there were some really good fights in this game tonight. Or this guy fought three times. Uh, I think he was with Fort Wayne the other night. Uh, but this guy fought three times. Go check that out. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So. I've met some great, great people out there, and I've even gotten to meet quite a few players going going to the season ticket holder events and the um the the what's it called the fan club the fan club events as well. Um, you know, I got to meet some players at that. Like I said, that's how I got to meet Nico Blatchman was at the fan club thing, and then um, I think it was the next fan club th- uh event at I think it was one an Italian restaurant or something. That's where I met Nuber for the first time and got to talk to him. Uh, you know, we text here and there about stuff and, you know, I'm going to get him on hopefully after the off season. That's no, no pressure, Kyle, if you're listening, but, um, <laughs> so hopefully I can get Nuber on the show. I got to meet, uh, Russell Jordan, uh, Jordan Sambrook out there. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, you know, meeting players. It's so much more personal at the ECHL level. Like you would never get to do that at the, uh, at the NHL level, right? Like, it's not like you're going to go there. I'm not going to go meet Pat Maroon after the game or whatever. You might sign a couple autographs, but it's not like that to where, like, I got to sit there and, uh, you know, when I met Kyle Newber for the first time, I was like, man, I gotta, I was like, I'm just going to go. Cause I could sit here and talk a year off about fights for like, you know, two days. Right. So, um, you know, we, we had a laugh about it and, um, you know, for talking before and he signed a couple photos for me. So, you know, thank you to, thank you to Kyle Newber for doing that. And Nico Blatchman came on the podcast right after, uh, his first career, uh, game or regular season game, I should say. Um, or well, I think he had one right before or one the year before, but he came in and it was after his first career fight, his pro fight, um, in regular season. So I got to have him on the show and I'm hoping to have him on again in the off season. Uh, you know, I've, 
talk with Nico here and there um, about certain stuff too. Every time he'd fight, I'd sit there and, you know, he'd kind of he'd want me to upload it because he wants to see how he could do better in the fight and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Russell Jordan, I got to meet Joe Pendenza. I got to meet, take a picture with uh, uh, my wife was a big fan of his. So I was able to get his jersey for her. So it was a lot of fun in that aspect. The ECHL is so much more personal and you get to meet these tough guys and talk with them more. Like I said, I got to talk with Nico. I got to talk with Kyle um, and really kind of, I wouldn't say do a deep dive because I don't want to sit. I, the deep dive is for the podcast. I'm hopefully saving all the good shit for the podcast here, but it's, uh, uh, it's like, you know, I get to be more personal with them, I guess, if that makes sense. And I'm sure folks who are fans of other teams, it'll make sense to them as well. And um, I got to meet Travis Howe after a game. Actually, it was funny. He fought Nuber. And after the game, I went out and I met Travis Howe and uh, hopefully I'm going to get him on the show. We'll see how that goes. But that was a lot of fun too. got to catch him after a game, take a picture with him. So it's, it's been cool. And that was probably the most fun I've had at a hockey had hockey games in a long time. It really has, you know, by the show, I love hockey. Hockey's my favorite sport, but excuse me. I also think it should be played a certain way. And there's certain aspects that have gone so far the other way in the game that it's really missing something that, that, the NHL level just doesn't provide as much anymore. And the ECHL level kind of filled that void for, for quite a bit this year. And I'm not saying that every game was, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this is like right back into circa, you know, ECHL 2002 or 99 or anything like that where, uh, you know, you got guys like Trevor Sen and Ken Tasker rolling around. Obviously, it's nothing like that. I don't think the game will ever see characters like that again, unfortunately. But um, there's a guy, fuck, Trevor Sen, you want to look up video game numbers. Anybody in Richmond out, if anybody listens, I think Richmond's got a, is it SPHL or F- FPHL team? One of the two. Uh, there's a guy, though. You look up Trevor Sen. Look at his numbers. I posted a while back. I said, it just looks like fucking video game numbers. Just putting up so many points and like 500 pims at the same time. Absolutely insane. You're not going to see that in hockey anymore. Well, obviously with the 10 fight rule, it's especially not happening. And I think that's a downfall to the ECHL. I think it's a little silly, especially at the ECHL level. Um you know, it's no disrespect to the players. These are top-tier athletes. If you're playing, oh, I laugh at that, too. Some people will shit-talk ECHL players. Oh, you're only playing in the coast. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, sorry, two steps below the NHL. Yeah, you're really bad at hockey. Like, shut the fuck up. It's it's so stupid. Um, but, you know, in all, in all, with all due respect, it's not like people aren't going to the ECHL to see the next Alexander Ovechkin, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that to be rude or disrespecting this player because there's there's world-class talent. I think somebody in Toledo uh, this year had a Michigan goal, and that was really cool to see. I got to see Alex Aliardi uh, for the Everblades do some – I haven't seen dangles like that in a a hot minute. Um, You know, it's been – it was cool. It's great to see. And the ECHL has still got that – that physical aspect. And that's what I've enjoyed so much about it. It's kind of got that, that blend of everything. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still some flat games. Like there was a couple, it all depends on who's on the roster, of course, and who's in the lineup. Like there was a couple of games with Orlando. I'm like, holy shit. It's like watching pong, but um, it all depends on what goes down. But the ECHL still has that kind of that spark where it's like that potential where at any moment, something can kind of go down. It's not like the NHL, like, man, you look the other night, and uh, the Leafs had it was it oh Tom Wilson like ran a goalie I don't think he did it intentionally but I mean if your goalie gets ran no matter what you got to do something nobody did anything until like later on in that game and it was um was it not McDermott who I think Clifford Clifford fought Wilson eh, it was kind of a nothing fight but um stuff like that like you, you like guys stood up for themselves a lot more and guys stood up for their team a lot more in the ECHL and they've kind of brought that 
that physical play in that game. And it was so enjoyable and refreshing to see. I haven't seen that in years, like I said. Um, so I had so much fun going to these games and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun seeing different tough guys come into town too. Like I said, you'd see Travis Howe, Anthony Collins, um, the thrower brothers, seeing them come in, Nico Blatchman come back into town. Uh, so it was, it was pretty cool to see, see those guys. There's definitely teams that you could tell which teams want the toughness and which teams don't want the toughness. So, uh, I think Florida did a decent job at providing it. There was a couple moments where I'm like, fuck, we had all this toughness, uh, here down in, down in Florida. And then I know where the Everblade would just like trade a couple guys away. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then bring more tougher guys back in. It's like, okay, well, it's like, I don't know if like they couldn't make up their mind, but, uh, you know, they had Kyle Newber all year. So, uh, obviously I gravitated towards, towards Kyle Newber, uh, Nico Blatchman. I latched onto right away. Cause once I heard he had four preseason fights, it was you know, unreal, but I'm actually going to do a episode coming up here. Um, maybe not next week, but the week after I got to get John from the hockey fight league on, and we're going to kind of do a, a fun little episode of kind of the top 10 fights of the ECHL year. And I remember like the first night I was watching on flow sports when the Everblades were playing an away game intermission came and I was going to check, uh, check some other games out. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was wheeling in Cincinnati, it was like, holy shit. It was the first period was over, but there was three fights in between the first period and the second period. So the uh, the whistles had already gone. The buzzer sounded for intermission. And sure as shit, there's three fights. This is my first time watching. I'm like, holy shit. And I messaged John. And um, I, I think I'm messaging John and Brian. I'm like, holy shit, like three fights, like one after another out here. Um, and again, that doesn't need to happen every game. But just the fact that that happens in the league, I think it's good for the game. I really do. And I know some people are going to disagree with that. Even some players might disagree with it. But at the same time, you look at, uh, I did a, an episode on this uh, not that long ago of does hockey, or excuse me, does fighting grow the game of hockey? And I kind of did a little bit of analytics, if you will. Uh, basically, I kind of like, I asked around to a bunch of different groups, a bunch of different people on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I went through and pulled numbers from all the most popular hockey videos on the internet, uh, internet on YouTube anyways. Um, a lot of them were fights and hits, so people still enjoy it, and that still brings something to the game. Uh, you know, whether people like it or not, I, I think it is good for the game. Now, again, do I need to see like an LNH-style line brawl, pregame brawl every every Saturday night? No, that's not it at all. Um but that stuff still is good for the game. And the ECHL brought that this year and it was so fun to see. And I think the ECHL will bring it every year, but it's going to get less and less. And I think that's why I kind of appreciated this season more and more uh, as it went on because, you know, the, and again, some people might say this is good for the game. Some people might say it's bad, but the, the Kyle Newbers, the Anthony Collins, the Garrett Klotz, the Travis Howes, um, those guys are on their way out in terms of that playing style you're just not going to see that anymore. Nico Blatchman was a, a needle in a haystack because, man, you don't find kids like that in junior anymore coming out and throwing down like that. Uh, I think he actually led the league in fights. Him and him and Dalton Thrower might be tied, actually. I think Dalton Thrower just got his 10th fighting major uh, last week, maybe. Um, actually, I think Nico still led the league with 11. Um, 
which is kind of funny. It's that's what I don't get with the ECHL though. It's like you have this ten fight rule, but the NHL doesn't have one. So if that's the feeder league you're trying to develop for, wouldn't you kind of want to adapt the same rules? But I did enjoy that the overtime was seven minutes as opposed to five. I still don't. I'm not a big fan of three on three overtime. I prefer ties than go to a shootout. I've always hated. Sh- well, I should say I've always. Hated. I thought shootouts were cool when I was younger. Then the, as the older I've gotten. Uh, I've thought I think shootouts are just kind of just gimmicky and stupid, so I'm not a big fan of them. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so like it's like I got to see all these dudes, and it's kind of like the last of the uh, last of the Mohicans here, right? And it was, it was cool to see these guys, um, you know, throwing down and giving it. They're all like, I mean, Travis Howe, Kyle Newber threw down I think five times this year, four or five, and I was there for I think two or three of them. So that was a lot of fun getting to see that. Um, Get to see Anthony Collins come and do his thing. Like I said, the Thrower Brothers. I'm trying to think of anybody else of who I got to see. I was mad I missed the I missed Matthew Gagnon out in uh, with, with Three Rivers or Trois Rivier uh, out there. I was out in Utah during all my hunting trip for that one. But um, overall, the ECHL has been such a breath of fresh air. And I, you know, like I said, I, I think it's got the right blend, that blend that, of hockey that I like. It's got that, it, it's got the skill. I, you know, it's a very big, I think, misunderstanding when it comes to me with hockey. Some people, you just like the fights. And yeah, I love the fights. I mean, it's what makes hockey unique. And obviously this is a fight focused podcast. Um, You couldn't tell because obviously we just moved, but my walls would be decorated in, in fight photos. And I, I got some bobbleheads and they're all tough guys and stuff. My jerseys I collect are, are tough guy jerseys. The Kurt Gogol jersey. Um, from the Florida Everblades. So, uh, yes, I'm a fight fan, but I'm still a hockey fan. It's not like I go there just to see fights. Now, if I went to an LNH game or something, well, yeah, I expect it at that point. But that league's in a world of its own, although it's completely docile compared to what it used to be. Um, but I think the ECHL just gives that that right blend of hockey. And I I, I almost wonder, and I, I I would like to ask somebody about this. Um, you know, kind of when, when I get another player on the podcast and see what they say. But I wonder if it's also because they only have one uh, one official on the ice. So they got two linesmen and one official. I think during playoffs they go to two officials. I thought I read that somewhere. Um, this will be my first year watching playoffs, so I'm curious to see how that goes. I think that starts this Friday. The Everblades play Greenville. Um, that was another person. Sorry. You know, I was just thinking off the top of my head, I got to meet Ed Hubbard out from Greenville, who I have dealt or we've, we've traded jerseys or I bought jersey from him. I think it was a Toporowski jersey um, from a while ago. I got to meet him. So uh, that was pretty cool getting to meet him. Uh, big jersey collector and he's collected for years. I've, I shouldn't say I've known him for years, but I've, uh, you know, I, I've known of him and, you know, talked back and forth, had back and forth with him in the jersey groups. So that was cool to meet him. But, um, like I was saying, with the playoffs coming up, I think they go to two officials. But I wonder if that's why stuff kind of – I know stuff gets missed because there's only one official. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen the Everblades get calls missed, and I've seen you know uh, teams take calls against them that got missed. Well, I shouldn't say take calls, but had stuff that probably should have been called against them. It's just the way nature of the beast. Like, I'm I'm here for it. Like, at the end of the day, am I an Everblades fan? Yes, but I, I still – I just enjoy a good hockey game at the end of the day. Um would it be nice to see the Everblades win? Yeah, absolutely. But and am I going to be like, you know, am I the first one? Oh, go Everblades, go! You know, I got to be, you know, paint my face green and dye my hair blue or whatever. You know, it's just not. It's not anything like that. I just watch. I, I just enjoy watching good hockey. And I had somebody ask me, you know, oh, you're you're such a Nuber fanboy, and it was just because I was talking about the Steve Alexi thing. 
And I was like, no, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I like Steve Alexi, as a matter of fact. Um, there was a reason that whole thing happened with him and Nuber, but uh, people kind of don't realize what goes into it. So, you know, I got to see that kind of transpire and that parody go on for a few games, and that was fun. Like, you don't see that in the NHL. And to give kind of people a background of what happened with uh, the, the Everblades and the Solar Bears. So, you know, they've played each other multiple times in the season, being in the same division out in the uh, excuse me out in the south um and newber tried to get alexi to go multiple times throughout the season um i mean newber did everything besides pull alexi's gloves off and alexi being and i saw somebody oh you know he shouldn't have done that alexi's a former nhler and i get that but at the same time why should he get a pass because he played in the nhl that doesn't give you a pass to you know do whatever and he took liberties on the on the everblades um, he did, he ran guys. And then he also fought guys who weren't necessarily known as fighters. And I get it. Newber towers over Alexi, but at the same time, if you're going to do it, you got to pay the price. Right. Um, so Newber gave him ample times to go straight up <clears throat> multiple times. And like I said, did everything, but pull his gloves off and I actually wanted to talk to Newber about it at one of the fan club things before it was before they even actually got into their fight. Um, but I think somebody came up and I was like, okay, well, let me not be the fucking nerd and just take up all this dude's time talking about fights like an asshole. Um, but the thing that led up to that is, you know, I got to see this parody transpire multiple games. So like I said, Newber tried to get Alexi to go multiple times and he doesn't. And then Alexi ends up fighting, uh, was it Neville? It's either Neville or Masella. I think he might've fought both of them actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but he fought those two and, uh, he doesn't go, and then Nuber again tries to get him to go multiple times, still doesn't. And finally, it was one game in, it was in Orlando. Uh, Alexi fought somebody, I think it was, like I said, it was either Neville or Masella in the first period. And at this point, I think Nuber had just fucking had enough because he was, you know, trying to get Alexi to go multiple times. It just didn't happen. And Nuber comes off the bench, um, you know, line change, Go straight after Alexi. There was one thing on Nuber's mind, and he went straight after him. I thought it was fucking great because that is – people won't like it, but that is enforcement 101. That is – if if you're not going to do it, if you've asked a guy multiple times, you got to force the hand. And I know some people might not like it, but that's exactly what enforcement is. Everybody has made it out to be this whole – I'm sorry, I'm about to get off on a tangent here. But everybody has made it out to be this whole, oh, well – Nuber's bigger than Alexi, so he shouldn't be fighting. Alexi played in the NHL, so he shouldn't have to fight Nuber. Okay, well, then why is he fighting the other guys on the team? And two, there's no... There, uh, people don't understand. And fighting in general, a weight, a weight class is only a thing in UFC and boxing. There's If you get in a street fight, there's no weight you know, weigh-ins or, you know, height and weight <laughs> shit going on. It's a hockey fight. Look at Ty Domi. How many guys did Ty Domi fight that he was so undersized? Did you see Probert asking Domi, well, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do it tonight, Ty. Yeah, I'm, I'm bigger than you. Sorry. You, you don't, you're not tall enough to ride this ride. It's not like that, man. It's, uh, it's a hockey fight. And so Alexi had taken liberties and Nuber goes straight to him. And people, oh, he jumped him, and that was so Bush League. He didn't even really jump him, if we're being honest. I'd, I'm i going to go over it with John, and I'll play the clip, uh, you know, in a couple weeks here, if anybody even happens to tune back in. But, you know, he didn't even really jump him. Yeah, he got, the, he got him off the hop as far as taking the gloves off sooner, but he didn't really start go like they, they both kind of went at the same time, but it was all, oh, he jumped him. How can you do that? Alexi played in the NHL. It's like, well, fuck you're in the ECHL now, buddy. It doesn't matter if you played in the NHL. 
and mind you, and this is no disrespect to to Alexi. I mean, congratulations to him for even making the NHL. I mean, that that alone, like again, I've always said, even making the ECHL is a feat in its own. It's the second best league in the world, let alone the AHL and let alone the NHL. But it wasn't like he was an NHL regular. I, I think in total in his NHL games played. He played half a season total. I think it was like came out to like 48 games I checked. So it was just over maybe half a season. So it wasn't like Alexi was playing in the NHL for 10 years straight and just came down to the coast. It's not like that. Um, but there is no size difference. And again, that was enforcement 101. That was fucking great. That's exactly what it's all about. Um you know, and uh, Nuber, Nuber fed him and in uh, the fight beforehand, everybody talks about showing respect in the code and blah, blah, blah. Alexi's over there hyping up the crowd, which, hey, I have no issue. I have zero issue with what Alexi did, by the way, because th- if that's a role to get under the team's skin and do that shit, fuck it. Do it all day, every day. That's the sh- that's that's what I love about hockey. That's the shit I actually love is seeing this this kind of the Tom fuckery, the game within the game. That's what makes it fun. It gives it parody. So, Alexi, by all means, go do it. Like you fight. If you want to fight non-fighters, go ahead. Fuck it, dude. If nobody's going to stop you. But at the same time, it's going to catch up to you if you got another guy like a Kyle Newber, a Travis Howe, or, uh, you know, a Garrett Klotz. It's going to catch up with you. It, it just does. Um, and that night it did. And I will say this, after Newber kind of fed him a little bit, you didn't see Alexi getting up and doing anything. And they didn't do he didn't do anything the rest of the game to the Everblades. So was it, you know... Did it work? I believe so. And that's enforcement 101. And I, you know, I've seen it in, even in the ECHL bashboard and, uh, you know, it's, it's all around. It's even in the enforcer appreciation group I run, um, you know, for those who don't know what that is, it's literally, a, it's got like, we got like 12,000 members. Um, it's a, literally a, a, obviously what it, the title says enforcer, uh, yeah, easy for you to say enforcer appreciation. Um, it's all about, you know, the tough guys and enforcers. That's what it's there for. And we Try not to shit talk. Uh, I shouldn't say we try not to. We, we really don't. I, I, you'll never see me shit talk a pro athlete because um, there's always reasons for why. Like, it's not like Nuber jumped him out of the blue. And, you know, there was a reason Alexi, you know, kind of had that coming to him. Now, again, do I fault Alexi for it? Maybe getting, you know, fed by Nuber. Sure, you could put him at fault. But at the same time, he had a role to play and he was doing it great. It just caught up to him. It's what happens, man. Um but, you know, even in there, you see that it's it's this whole thing misconstrued with the code and everybody's got to everybody's got to agree to fight. OK, well, good job, buddy. And I get that there's a mutual respect between players, but everybody's it's been so glorified into something that I think has been taken out of context. Now, everybody thinks that the code only applies to a fight, but the code actually applies to much more than that. The code was broken by Alexi. You know, I use the, I hate using the term the code by Alexi when he refused to fight Nuber and fought lesser, lesser fighters on the team. That's when the code was broken. So Nuber went out there, took matters into his own hands as somebody should. And that'll, that'll, you know, teach you, Hey, let's not play fuck around anymore. Um, and that's what it's there for. You didn't see Probert or, Domi or Dave, Dave Brown code. That's not even his fucking vocabulary. Um, he didn't see these guys doing it. And back in the ECHL and back in the day, you hear like Pete Vandermeer, Trevor Sen, and, uh, you know, Ken Tasker, guys like that. You don't see that shit. Um, and it's like Trevor Gillies too. Even the fans out in South Carolina, fuck when it was time to turn it on. Gilly Gillies was one of the scariest motherfuckers. He was 
like, like man, one of the nicest dudes off the ice. He has a great interview with Joe Lazito, like I mentioned before. But, man, when it came time to throw the jersey on and get down to the nitty-gritty, man, he was fucking tough, and he was scary. And that's just the role that they play, and I know some people don't like it. And, like I said, it's on its way out, so I really got to enjoy it this year with the ECHL. And again, that whole parody leading up to it, I got to see that. I, I haven't seen that in years. Uh, the whole parody, like I said, with with the games with Orlando beforehand leading up to the fight between Nuber and Alexi. And I had to watch it on TV. Actually, I think I was gone that night. I was pissed because I wanted to watch it because I, I had a feeling something was going to happen. Um, with everything going on, that's one of those games I was like, okay, I'm excited to watch this. Or like the, the very last game with Jacksonville, I was like, oh my god, I'm excited to watch this. You know, how a Nuber might go again. And sure as shit, they did. So it was... I, you know, I haven't felt that way about hockey in years, and I didn't get to see that in the NHL. And when you when you go to a game knowing you're you're gonna see you know fast play, goals, hits, and fights, that's all you could ask for. And the ECHL absolutely delivered that. Now again, is it perfect? No, there's some stuff where I, I you know the ten fight rule. I've already I think I've harped on that enough plenty of times. And again, if whether you think that's good or bad, that's up to you. But um, there's some other stuff like the instigator. I think you get an automatic one game suspension. The instigator is such a weird rule because it's very much so like at the ref's discretion. Um, continuing an altercation is one of them. But I think typically that's also called the NHL. I don't mind that one. I don't think you get a misconduct for that. Or excuse me. I don't think you get a suspension for that. I think you just get a 10, 10 minute misconduct, which I'm fine with that. I've never liked the two once they came in. I never liked the two minutes for removing the helmets. That that was implemented by the NHL, and that trickled down to the AHL and ECHL. Although the ECHL, you can fight off the draw, so I thought that was great too. I got to see Newber and Howe go at it off the draw. Uh, Newber and Blatchman go at it off the draw. The AHL, you can't do that. You have, which is so stupid because all it, you just delayed it by five seconds. It's like some of these rules are ridiculous. Um, you know, with the AHL one, it's like, okay, we'll drop the puck. Oh, let's skate up the ice for three seconds, and oh, now let's go. It's like, well, you, you really curbed that one. Like, it's so stupid. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely things that the ECHL could, I'm, I, I, you know, improve on. If they got rid of the 10-fight rule, I think it'd be better off. If we're being honest, if you want to put a fight rule in, okay, I think 10 is way too little. It should at least be 20. I think I, and again, how many players are you really going to have today that fight over 20 times? Uh, I mean, if you're Nico Blashman, sure, because Nico is just a crazy fucking lunatic and will fight anybody. Um, any Mike is like, who was that other guy? Um, Robido, uh, Simon Robido out with, uh, Kansas city. That was cool seeing if like he hit 10 fights quick and then obviously stopped because he didn't want to get suspended. I think he might've gotten in one more. Um, but there's definitely things I think the ECHL could improve on. But overall, as a whole, it was a breath of fresh air, like I said. And it was it was something special. And I got to – I'm super glad I got to be a part of the Everblade season and kind of build a relationship with a couple people out there and uh, a couple players too. So hopefully, you know, this opens up people's eyes that are listening to this. And I know some of the ECHL fans might not have – no, I, this isn't a – you know, we're not talking about the – power play of the Toledo walleye or anything on this podcast. I probably should have said that off the hop, but, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun to see this revival of hockey for me. And I I want this episode to kind of be, what's the right word? I guess like a raise awareness for the league, if that makes sense to people who might not watch the ECHL now. And they, uh, 
you know, if you're because I see a lot of people who are tired of the NHL, and again, I'm right there with you. Now, don't get me wrong, the NHL has some of the most talented players. Well, they are they are the most talented players in the world. But in terms of like you know the goals and stuff you see now, you wouldn't have seen that shit back in like the '80s and maybe even the '90s or whatever. But um, that physical side of it, man, games in the NHL are just so flat now. And the ECHL, like I said, it has flat games. No matter what, there's always going to be flat games in, in hockey. It's just the way it goes. But the ECHL, it brought back the chippiness and the post-whistle shit and pre-game scrums and shit like that, which I think it's all great for the game. I mean, that new, or not new, that, that Howe and Blatchman video got like two something, two million views or something like that, not on YouTube, but as a whole on like Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I It was ridiculous how much that blew up. Um, so... I think it's good for the game, and I, I hope people out there will actually watch the ECHL. I know a couple people asked me, you know, how do you watch the games? I said, get Flow Sports, which Flow Sports is great, too. It's a phenomenal package as far as, like, entertainment goes because it does so much more than just hockey. It's only 150 bucks for the year, too, which really isn't bad considering all you get. You can go back, and it's not just, like, one team. I can. That's how I literally I go back, check the box scores, and watch the fights from around the league that entire night of, uh, you know, doing whatever was seeing at like Adirondack and Worcester or something going at it, you know, um, you can watch any team you want. So people came up asking me, then I became, I should say I became the knowledgeable one, but you know, what team should I watch? I said, okay, well, you know, this team, this team, and this team, they got this guy, this guy, this guy. So, you know, and that was all because John and Brian were really telling me Brian from the beginning of the season would be like, you know, yeah, watch this team. They have this guy. And, um, it was cool. So I got to see kind of the last bit of these these characters in the game, the tough guys. I know some people don't like it, and don't worry. It's on its way out. Give it another two, three years, and these guys will probably be out of the league. And it's unfortunate because I think there's a place in the game for guys like, you know, the Noobers, the Howes, Blatchmans, all of that. I get it. I get why people don't like it, though. I'm not, I'm not blind to it. So, um, but it'll be out of the game, so don't worry. Um but anyways, I think that oh, that'll about do it. I think that pretty much covers it. I, I'm looking forward to watching the ECHL playoffs this year. Hopefully, we can see the Everblades, uh, you know, win the Kelly Cup. But overall, honestly, like I did with the NHL, whatever team has a tough guy on it, like you know, a legitimate tough guy, that's the team I really want to win the Cup. So if the Everblades get eliminated or whatever, uh, next team with a tough guy on it, that's who I want to win. So we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to watch it. I had such an enjoyable time watching the. Everblades this year and the ECHL as a whole it's been so much fun and I'll keep I'll continue to watch it throughout the um throughout the coming years until maybe hopefully it doesn't go the way of the NHL and they kind of let shit go all the time still so we'll see what happens but um hopefully this you know some fans agree with me and if you disagree with me that's fine um hopefully you don't motherfuck me or anything you know if you want to call me an idiot I guess I'm an idiot then but <laughs> it is what it is so um but anyways, guys, I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. I appreciate everybody for tuning in and kind of giving the uh, me giving the ECHL year in review type episode. I got some good episodes uh, lined up. Like I said, I think next week I'll do the uh, I'll do the old Jersey retirement of tough guys is what I'm going to kind of talk about of which which tough guy should be there or excuse me which tough guy should have their their numbers retired out. Um, for, for said teams and I don't mean should it's all kind of hypothetical but like you know wh which ones make sense right and then the week after that 
Actually, the week after that, I might be interviewing an ECHL player. We'll see how that goes. That's something too. I've got to interview some great players and kind of talk privately with some players back and forth on you know Twitter or Instagram. And uh, I think they enjoy me uploading the fights too. So it's been a lot of fun. But I hopefully be interviewing an ECHL tough guy uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. We got it lined up. So he's got to he's got to travel back to his family and uh, you know get all settled in there because the season's over. So. Um, you know, definitely give them time to settle in and, you know, who are, you know, who you are if you're listening. So hopefully you get safe travels back and I'm really looking forward to getting you on the pod, man. Um, I never like to announce guests until, uh, I actually get them on now. Of course, obviously I mentioned Nuber and how, cause I've kind of met them and that's a little bit different, but like, you know, just kind of messaging guys, uh, even it's not even a for sure thing. I'm going to get them on. Hopefully they do. I'd love to have both of them on. I don't know how I don't know how good of friends they are or anything because you know some of these guys are friends off the ice. It'd be cool to kind of get uh <laughs> get them both on at the same time. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, excuse me, but um yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode. And like I said, I apologize. I've I've been crazy busy with moving. I've obviously big move to North Carolina. It's not like we were just moving across the street. Uh, work's been busy. It's just me and another guy up here running the office. So we got you know we're covering like five different cities. And so I've had to get up pretty early and some late nights going on. First week, I think one of the days I didn't get back. I got up at like 6. I didn't get back to like 8 o'clock at night. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but been pretty busy. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, I encourage you to follow it. It is just 5 for Fighting Podcast. If you search on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, it'll come up. And just give it a follow. Give it a like, thumbs up, whatever the case is. Please rate and review the show. Uh, it really helps the podcast grow, whether it's on Spotify iTunes, Google Play, whatever platform you're on, if you could please rate and review the show. I know ratings just came out recently for reviews, excuse me, for Spotify. I think we finally hit the 10, 10 review mark on there. But please review the show and rate it. It helps the podcast grow and come up uh, when people type in hockey podcast or something like that. So it'll really help everything. And hope, you know, hopefully we get the show a little bit bigger. I'd, like I said, I'm trying to do these video uploads more. And, you know, we can kind of see what goes on and how big this thing can get. So hopefully uh, down the line, I get a more professional setup than just this fucking webcam up here. But um, other than that, guys, I will get out of your hair. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, year in review of the ECHL episode. So thank you everybody for tuning in. I uh, hope to catch you at the next episode and have a good one, guys. Fire!